0: friends, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Today we're going to have some dynamic thoughts from diverse speakers with a biblical viewpoint. Feel free to stick around and prepare to be blessed. So just to encourage your hearts today, let's just pray. We're going to share today about uh, taking control of our atmosphere. And uh, I think this is an important topic in these days to really just be refreshed in, and to remember who we are and the power and authority that God has given us as believers, to not be a victim, but be a victor, uh, and to recognize and remember the devil and the the demons are defeated. They're They're defeated enemies. So, Father, we just commit our times to you this morning, uh, we commit our thoughts to you today. We commit these words to you today, asking for uh, your spirit to speak to us, encourage us, and give us a godly perspective today. In Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. All right, I'd like us to turn to Second Corinthians chapter ten. Second Corinthians chapter ten, and think about this with me. You know, there's so much talk today about climate change and climate control, but really in a believer's life, we need to take control of the atmosphere around us. And we can think of uh, many things that uh, information that's trafficked through the air, we can think of many ways that uh, people's communication or things observed, things, uh, maybe static information, Um, all these things are in our sphere of maybe contemplation or they're reminding us of things. Oftentimes, um, we're triggered by memories, by certain smells, by certain uh, objects, or even just the time of year. I think of how sometimes maybe a loved one that uh, has passed when their anniversary comes, uh, we're very sensitive to remember and uh, and miss our loved one. So, but think about our atmosphere today. We have, There's a physical atmosphere which we can see, we can touch, we can uh, smell. The five senses, obviously, uh, you know, our atmosphere. Things affect us. Things can influence us. Things can... Um, can make us happy, things can make us sad, things can make us uh, can, can get under our skin. This physical atmosphere can be charged by a spiritual atmosphere. Uh, this is why fear, anxiety uh, all of these things can really uh, charge or infiltrate and populate our atmosphere and this is why today more than ever. We hear that people are under depression or anxiety or some sort of fear or panic because the physical atmosphere is charged by a spiritual atmosphere. So why is this important that we're talking today? As believers, uh, we can take control over our atmosphere. We can have the spiritual world dominate our physical world. And this does not happen by accident. It's intentional. It's purposeful. Where in the spiritual realm, the devil will project a suggestion against the nature and character of God, an argument that comes against who God is. And uh, but the weapons of our warfare here in Second Corinthians ten four, these are the weapons we take and we exercise ourselves in intentionally, instead of being passive and just being a victim of the atmosphere's tactics. Instead, we become active. We become uh, ones that take control by using the weapons that God has given us. In 10.4, it says, again, in verse 3, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So, what are we saying today? We are recognizing what our weapons are. Well, in Ephesians chapter six, we see several of those weapons. And sometimes, what can happen is we can become familiar uh, with our arsenal, but it is such a game changer when we take control of our atmosphere and we live in peace. We live in love. We live in joy. We live in hope. Regardless of the outcome of anything for that matter, you know, many are panicked about the election. Many are panicked by the pandemic. Uh, Many are panicked maybe by a health report or some sort of news. Uh, I love this. God keeps those uh, in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on him in Isaiah twenty-six three, What is that uh, promise talking about? It's talking about we are living in the power and authority of God, and today the devil is not usurping God's authority. And, and that's a good point as we turn to Ephesians 6. The devil's power, the only power the devil has, is the power you give him, the power that I give him. I'll say that again because that's really important. The devil is the great usurper. He steals, he robs, but he does it based on permission and by ignorance and or by manipulation. The only power the devil has in our life is the power we give him. So don't give him any power today. Don't give him any power. Don't let him steal your joy. Don't let him steal um, your rest. 1 uh, Kings 5.14, we are promised rest on every side. 1 uh, Kings five four and Jer- uh, Joshua 21.44, we are promised rest on every side. So now in Ephesians 6.12, we understand that there are territorial demons, there are um, also deceiving demons, there are also clinging demons in Mark 9, but these are all designed to have the demonic world oppress and to steal our, our, uh, our living in the spiritual realm, the spirit of God, the Galatians 5.22 realm of uh, all the nine fruits of the spirit. So how is it that we can take control of our atmosphere? Well, first of all, we must recognize that the atmosphere is, a, uh, is not just some uh, hokey-pokey kind of thing, but it, the spiritual warfare is a real thing. It's nothing to, 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 to play with. Uh, Job 41 actually goes into many uh, aspects of the spiritual realm and asks a question there, will you just hold Leviathan uh, on a leash and play with him as a pet? And, and sometimes we can do that. We can toy and flirt with the demonic realm, and we don't realize of the impact and the effect of that sin, um, and we lie down in sorrow because we have done it our own way. But to take control, how do we live in First Kings five four? How do we live in Joshua twenty one forty four, or Exodus fourteen fourteen? How do we live where God is fighting and we are resting? Well, we understand. We take on the armor of God, and we take control of our atmosphere we speak to ourselves the truth that we've received. We uh, confess the truth that we've received. You know, sometimes we can be uh, passive listeners as just like we just take what is interesting to us, but an active listener is one that is seeking to not only understand, but he's he's looking to be matured in what he is learning. He's always learning. Proverbs chapter 2 tells us that. So Four things. Four things. We speak to ourselves instead of listen to ourselves. This is kind of an an obvious but concrete point here that we have to speak to ourselves according to the words of God. We're not just um, we're not just looking and observing uh, the things out in the world because there's so the devil's trafficking so much in the atmosphere. In Ezekiel 28, he is he is the prince of the power of the air second corinthians 4 4 he in ephesians 2 2 he is actively turning twisting and perverting the things of god so if if i'm not plugged into the absolute truth of god it's very easy to be de- to be deceived and to be uh disarmed and also uh no effect you know oftentimes the disciples were uh you know came across demons in the in the um in the Gospels, and they had no power over them, and uh, Jesus said, "These demons come out through prayer and fasting, uh, and there was a specific um, way to deal with the demonic hosts." And um, but but notice this in Ephesians six: we we have power over principalities, powers, and spiritual wickedness in high places, and that is really. Uh, In our world today, we are taking control or kicking out or thwarting or confusing the devil's plan that's around us. So how does that happen? Well, speaking to ourselves, confessing the promises. We speak them out loud. Even though we do not see it, we speak it as though it's going to happen. That's what faith is all about. We declare it. It becomes our anthem That's a very big one, too. We declare the words of Christ, the truth of Christ, no matter what our feelings or what popularity or culture or majority may say. We are declaring this is what we believe, and we have a boldness. And then we have an attitude of worship. We have an attitude of worship. These four things dramatically change and push back pressure, push back uh, demonic tactics. They remove... The, uh, and confuse the devil's um, strategies. It's, it's very interesting. Under pressure, you might see someone, um, I remember this with Pastor a lot, that he would have a lot of joy and a lot of jokes, and, and you could kind of tell he was under spiritual pressure. And what happens? Laughter and humor and joy. These things confuse the atmosphere because the atmosphere is constantly trying to read our confession and our countenance in Isaiah 3-9. It's, it's listening to our confession in, in Isaiah 8-9, and it's constantly looking and speaking from the dust. It's projecting. It's throwing something at us to have us live under uh, the curse, to have us live under the lie, to have us live under the, um, the the deceit. Well, I love this today that we do not have to live under anything except under the power and presence of God, because we take control of the atmosphere. So there's a projection, which is a suggestion that is contrary to the things of God. And then there's reflection. The devil loves when we look in and try to figure it out, and it touches something in our, in our life that maybe in our past there was a mistake or some sort of, or some sort of um, uh, wrong, a wound, let's say. And we begin to look at our life and interpret it based on the wound. That projection touches reflections, and what happens? We become under the power of sin, under the power of guilt, under the power of shame. And then we begin to deflect. So it's project, deflect, it's projecting, it's reflecting, and then deflecting. We're, we're pushing things away. You know, you ever dealt with somebody that needs help? and they're pushing away the people that love them. They're pushing away the things that ultimately can help them. What is that? That's deflecting. There is a spiritual deflecting, which we're talking about today, and then there's also a deflecting that isolates a person, that causes a person to live and to not change. Uh, Jeremiah 48.11 is a good example. It, It causes them to keep what they have inside of them and they do not pour out their vessel to get new oil. These things, these are really serious things because when we hold on to the poison, it dries out our bones. If we hold on to the regret, if we hold on to the fear, if we hold on to these things and not cast our cares unto the Lord in 1 Peter 5, 7, uh, what is keeping us, uh, what we keep from God will, will one day lead us away from God. So this is so important to... Uh, speak to ourselves. What are you saying to yourself today? What, um, are, is your brain or my brain filled with news today? Are we anxious about tomorrow's election? Take it to God in prayer. Prayer is, and if we see this here through Ephesians 6 uh, 10 through 18, prayer is one of our most powerful weapons. Certainly, we have the shield of faith, we have the shoes of the gospel, we have the loins girded with truth, but prayer, prayer brings in a kingdom response prayer brings in a kingdom atmosphere prayer brings in a kingdom perspective uh, otherwise what happens is um, you know we uh, we certainly do not take control of our atmosphere but the atmosphere takes control of us uh, notice this in Colossians two fifteen. 15 uh, remember the devil is defeated your enemy today my enemy today is defeated well, how is it that they have so much power? How is it that they have so much um, seemingly uh, advantage? Well, in our world today, we know that Jesus Christ is on the throne, but he's allowed the devil to reign uh, and to take uh, the, the influence as the prince of peace, or excuse me, the prince of the air, of the excuse me, uh, So the Lord has given him power for a short time until Revelations chapter 5 when he uh, again takes back the title deed of the earth. But he's allowed the devil to uh, do his work to accuse in Revelations 12.10 to do all that he is to do in the plan of God. But God ultimately has not left his throne and he is in control of all things. So We can take the authority back by living in the authority of God. Where's our authority? Our authority is not in arguing with other Christians about current events. Our authority is in the Bible. The authority is in the Bible. The authority is in the Spirit of God. Arguing with people about situational things, it's a good way to lose your energy. It's a good way to lose your joy and lose your perspective. Because uh, in Isaiah fifty four seventeen it says no weapon formed against you will prosper. Well, there's a lot of weapons formed against us. It doesn't mean there's not going to be weapons formed against you. The promise is it won't prosper. And that word means it will not progress. It will not succeed over you. We may say, well, wow, it feels like it. Well, it may feel like it. But the truth of the matter is, is that you and I are ultimately the winners because the devil is defeated. The question is this. The question is this. Will I experience that victory? Will I experience that authority? Will I experience everything that God has said? Well, we will as we come under the authority of what God says. Because the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. See, carnal weapons, See, this is, this, I think this is one of the major challenges and troubles in our world today, is as believers we're using carnal weapons. What's a carnal weapon? Well, intellect. Uh, natural thinking, logic. These are all reasonings. These are very good, but they fall short of the glory of God. The devil is very, very smart. He's very intellectual. He is very gifted, and we are no match for him. But when we use the weapons of God, prayer, when we use uh, the word, when we use our mouth as the mouthpiece of God, what will happen? The devil is defeated in Matthew four four in our experience. Well, I love this. Colossians chapter two, verse fifteen. It says, uh, "We see this. We see this. We see this." Uh, you know, in verse fourteen. God has forgiven and removed all the things that were against us. And this is this is an interesting point here. How does the devil get get the advantage? Well, he gets the advantage by remember we remembering those things that God has forgotten. He has the advantage when we say something different from the words of God, as we've seen with Eve in the garden. She added to what God had said. When we personally interpret things, these are ways that the devil has advantage. And he's very he's very um, specific. And uh, he knows when someone doesn't know what they're talking about. And uh, think about that, the seven sons of Sceva, right? They They jumped on the prophet because, or the man there, because he was not operating in the Spirit of God. Well, 12, 5, Colossians 2.15, it says this, having spoiled principalities and powers and making a show of them openly triumphing over them in it. Okay, what, what is he doing? He took out the offense, nailing it to the cross, and then he spoiled the principalities. And this is the same power that you and I have. We can mock the devil, we can in the power of christ i mean obviously it's not in our own power but we we hide in the word and we have that garment of praise in isaiah 61 3 and we're able to uh live in the uh, anointing and armor of god in romans 13:12, the armor of light and in jude 6 we see that the devil is constantly attacking and going after believers uh but the only power the devil has is the power we give him, and I I, I want to keep saying that over and over. So no matter where we are today, maybe it's a physical sickness, maybe it's a relational challenge, maybe it's just oppression, depression, uh, take control of the atmosphere by speaking to yourself truth, speaking to yourself love, speaking to yourself um, the wisdoms of God. The devil cannot hang around people that are speaking truth. You know, some people might say, oh, you have to have a prayer language, because if you pray, the devil can listen to your prayers. And, and that's totally ridiculous, I'm sorry to say. Uh, the devil's not sitting around listening to your prayer today. We don't need a prayer language. <laughs> we just need to pray in the Spirit. In John 4, 24, the devil is not hanging around or listening to a believer that is in the Spirit communing with God. That's good news today, so we don't have to, uh, to, to go into that nonsense. Uh, confessing, what is God saying today? Confess what God is saying. Confess those throne words. Confess those things that are not as though they are. And then declare it. Live as though it's, it's a reality in your life. Declare it and then worship. Live in an attitude of like, God, I am just in concentration and adoration and devotion to you, regardless of the outcome. If the outcome goes sideways, God has not left his throne. Well, we can uh, spoil principalities just like Jesus did it, and it's it, the picture there is that he took them off, he stripped them off like taking off a robe. There was no power the devil had over Jesus Christ. Why? Because he was focused on the word of his Father. He was focused and living. Uh, he was living uh, for the audience of one. Well, as I close today, Acts sixteen, sixteen through eighteen. It's an interesting verse there, Acts sixteen sixteen through 18, there was a, a young lady that had the spirit of divination. And that word there in, in the Greek is python. She had a spirit on her that was squeezing her and causing great uh, great trouble in her life. And we could say today that, uh, you know, with, with the world we live in, there's m- much depression. Compression and then uh, this uh, oppression, you know, where we may, f- we, f- the compression, we feel like the world is closing around us. Maybe it's, there's depression where we feel pushed down. And then oppression is when there's this great um, uh, pressure that is charged by the atmosphere. And you know what? You know what we do in these cases? Well, A- Acts 16, 16 through 18 there was power over this spirit. God has power over anything that ails you and I today. The spirit of fear, the spirit of anxiety. These are all spirits. These are all things. The defeatism, a bad self-image. Maybe as we look backwards, there's things in our past that are still alive. God is saying, give me all of that unresolved uh, collateral damage. Give it all to me. And I will make you whole. I will make you whole. And no weapon formed against you will prosper. Why? Because the devil is defeated. Because God has called you and said you're a winner. You are an overcomer. You are everything that the Lord says that you are and nothing that the Lord says that you are. So that's the climate change that we need today. Um, <clears throat> that's the, uh, the atmosphere that needs to be in control of our life today. Because no matter what happens and we're believing in faith for a godly outcome, uh, God will sing, I am in control. I am moving. I am acting. I am always acting. I am always ministering. I am always uh, going to have my will prevail. So today, we can live with rest on every side in 1 Kings 5.4. We can live in, Jeremiah, in Joshua twenty one forty four. We can live no matter what financial issue. Maybe you're, maybe you're worried about your family. Maybe you're worried about your job. Maybe you're worried about uh, what things are going to come out to be this week. You know what? God is going to give you all and give me all that I need as we look to him, as we speak, as we confess, as we declare, as we worship, as we come under the authority of God and again, I'll just say this, the devil has no power. The wicked one touches you not, 1 John chapter 5, I believe it's verse 18. Why is that? The wicked one does not touch the believer that is running into the presence of God. Certainly may try to harass, try to throw things at him, but he cannot offend a dead man. He cannot offend someone that's hidden in Christ. He cannot uh, have power over somebody that is focused and uh, abiding and drawing near to Christ. No matter what you're facing today, no matter what nagging or harassing thought is in your mind today, cast it down by confessing truth today. And you'll, you and I will live in the reality of God. You know why? Because the devil does not have any authority or any power over you or I except the power we give him. But you know what? Today we can be made perfect in love. Today, we can hear in Isaiah 40, verse 1, peace speaking to the depths of our heart. God is speaking. God is moving. God is in control. And the devil and his demons are defeated. So I don't know about you today. I'm very encouraged by that, knowing that uh, no matter what issues are going on, no matter, no matter if there's oppression or, uh, or worry or anxiety, Uh, These are all opportunities to say, no, devil, you're not going to take over my atmosphere today. I'm not going to lose my time. I'm not going to lose my energy. I'm not going to lose my my provisions. But instead, I'm going to run into the presence of God in Acts 3.19. I'm going to run into his presence and be refreshed in Acts 3.19. These are real truths. These are real truths. Uh, provisions. These are real ways of escape in Second Peter 1.4. The promises are a divine way of escape. So today, let's have some climate change. This is the best kind of, uh, the, the world is, you know, there's so much talk about global warming. <laughs> I want to be on fire for God with you. I want to have that warmth uh, and have our hearts burning in, in truth today. So don't dialogue with the devil. Don't play with the devil. Don't play or flirt with the things uh, that are meant to lead you away, that are meant to entice. Instead, declare that he is defeated and that we are overcomers in him. Amen? Lord, bless us with these thoughts today. Father, help us to uh, walk in the power of these thoughts today. May our Bible come alive to us as we pray and seek your face. And those things that are in our lives that uh, can be like our kryptonite, they can steal from us. We pray that you would give wisdom, power, and authority, and uh, encourage your people, encourage your people uh, in the truths of who they are and and to whom we belong. We thank you, Lord, today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, and thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution Podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Your feedback is always welcome.